Getting back to the other story out of Ottawa, and that is the situation surrounding the Liberal government, not just the Liberal government, the Canadian government. And that's why this is a slightly different conversation, um, because the entire country is now sort of wrapped up into what has been deemed by everybody an extremely embarrassing situation. So the Speaker, Anthony Roeder, resigned yesterday, saying it was him and him alone who invited... Um, Yaroslav Hanka onto the floor of the House of Commons and gave him a standing ovation, only to learn later that he'd served uh, with an SS division of the Nazi forces uh, back in World War II. Really, really bad look. So where do we go from here? We're going to have a chat with Sophie Norman now, who is a consultant with Summa Strategies. Sophie, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time once again. Hi, Shale. It's a pleasure to be here. So, I mean, the resignation of Rhoda as uh, Speaker, not the end of this story. I mean, of course, the Liberals would like it to be the end of this story, but it, it won't be. Um, how damaging was it for him uh, and the party to have this happen and then let it linger for a few days, just a few days in reality? But, you know, politically speaking, it felt like forever. How damaging has the past, you know, not even a week been for the Liberal government here? Um, well, I mean, I think it's especially damaging for Mr. Rhoda. Um, he's obviously resigned because of it. So, you know, it's, that's not always, that's not a good look, um, no matter how you slice it. When it comes to the Liberal government, however, I think it also is not a good look for them either. The interesting thing about this situation, um, and I know House Leader uh, Karina Gould was saying this the other day in the chamber, um, there really wasn't anything that the government had to do with this situation because of the role of the Speaker and the way that the Speaker's office is separate from any party, regardless of whether their party is in government or not. The role of the Speaker is to be impartial and to be neutral. So they act as a separate entity to the government. So as House Leader Karina Gould was saying, the government had no idea. And and in this case, I, I do believe that they truly had no idea because there would have been no, no contact between the Speaker's office and the PMO on something like this, because that's just not how it has worked in the past. That, I like I, I just said before the break, I, I like you know, they're trying to tie the Prime Minister should have known. I, I don't know how mm-hmm. he could possibly know of everything that goes on. I don't. But you know that narrative will right. continue, and the Conservatives of have been course. careful right from the start to talk about Rhoda making the mistake, but at the same time talking about, well, it speaks to a larger issue of this government when it comes to foreign affairs and, and these kinds of mistakes, and ultimately the buck does stop at the PMO. Um, so that narrative will continue. Do you think it'll be mm-hmm. effective? There's no question it's being picked up by a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very effective messaging on the part of the Conservative Party. Um, I think the role of the Speaker um, when it comes to how the House functions, I think that's something that the general public might not be super aware of. It is a very niche um, role, and for people who work, you know, in politics and in, in the Ottawa bubble, if you will, they would be familiar with that. But I know speaking to my friends and family who are not political um, people who are not living in Ottawa and as, you know, into political news as I might be, I know that there's a lot of, um, sort of misunderstanding, if you will, about what exactly the speaker does. When I worked yeah. in the speaker's office myself, I spent a lot of time explaining to people what I did because it's just not something that people are generally familiar with. So I think what the Conservative Party has done here is they have really capitalized on that, knowing that it's something that is not very broadly understood in the public, they've taken that opportunity to spin that narrative 
to pin it on the prime minister because that's something that people do understand. And it's something that fits in very well with what the Conservatives, the overall picture that they've been trying to paint over the last number of months to show that this government is out of touch and to show that, you know, only a Conservative government can, you know, bring home common sense and, and you know, all of these other snappy taglines that Mr. Poitiev has been using. So I think that it is messaging that will stick because it's being presented by the Conservatives in such a way that is more easily understandable for people who are not super attuned to how the inner workings of Parliament function. And you mentioned, you know, how the Conservatives will continue very effectively. You cannot be... um I understate the fact that just take a look at the polling, um, what Polyev yeah. has been doing and, and, and the way he's been handling one issue after another, which I, I think it's fair to say have been served up on a platter by the Liberals in a number of cases, um, but he's made full, um, you know, uh, advantage from them. The Liberals apparently held an emergency cabinet meeting last night in Ottawa, a late night meeting, mm-hmm. even though the House is sitting today, which is pretty unusual. Clearly, they're feeling the pressure. I mean, it, it, they're almost, at this point, Sophie, you have to see, it, it seems like the party is floundering. It's one disaster after another. I mean, can they find some footing to at least, you know, right the ship, let alone get it headed in the right direction? I mean, I I hate to say that it's unprecedented times. I think that term has been used a lot in the last couple of years for a lot of different reasons. But I really do think that these are truly unprecedented times for our parliament, um, but also for the Liberal Party and, and the Liberal government. Um, it's been a tough summer for them. You and I have spoken about yeah. this, about the various issues that they've, they've been facing. Um, and I think the polls are, are showing that it seems to just continue to be blow after blow for them. Um, the Conservatives, like I was saying before, have really capitalized on that, have taken advantage of that. Um, and it really has been a tough week in international and diplomatic relations for the Canadian government. Um, so I think that that cabinet meeting last night and likely what's happening in caucus meetings uh, this morning as well is going to be a lot of conversation around how do we regain our footing? What can we do to, to turn things around? Um, the prime minister in his caucus meeting just before the House resumed a couple of weeks ago had had some difficult conversations with MPs who really felt very strongly about um, how badly the polls were looking for them and wanted to voice some concerns directly to him. So I think that there's going to be a continuation of some of these tough conversations for the Prime Minister with his caucus who are looking at these polling numbers and who are looking at the news and, and seeing how poorly things look for them um, to say, listen, we have to do something to, to turn it around um, and we have to do it fast they're primary opponent in the Conservative Party is jumping on every single opportunity that they can. So, Sophie, what does that look like? I mean, they've had the cabinet retreat. um, They had the Mm -hmm. restart. Now they've got this situation. I mean, how do you... They had the cabinet shuffle prior to that. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. they've done some of the typical things that you'd see a political party do. What's left? Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what can they do now to try and sort of stop the bleeding, if nothing else? Well... Recently, and in the last couple of days, there have been a series of announcements from this Liberal government around their housing accelerator fund. Um, I think that they were able to pinpoint in their summer caucus and cabinet retreats that cost of living and housing affordability are some major issues that Canadians across the country, regardless of their, their region and of their economic status, 
um, are, are facing. Everybody is feeling that crunch at the grocery stores and at the pumps. And when it comes time to pay mortgages and, and rents and property taxes and whatnot. So I think that it will be important for the Liberal government to find an effective way to communicate to Canadians the good things that they have done and that they are working on. Um, I think that they might want to look into their communication strategy and find ways that they can um, capitalize on that good work that they have done and really show Canadians um, in a very clear and concise way that this is these good things like the House Accelerator Fund and, and others, these good things are a result of our government's policy. Um, in terms of other tools, I mean, the only thing that I haven't seen this government do yet is uh, prorogue Parliament. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they will, um, but that is a, a tool that is available to them if there was grounds to to do that. Um, they'd have to, of course, ask the Governor General to dissolve Parliament and um, and and proceed, you know, with a prorogation like that. So whether or not that is something that they choose to do. Um, remains to be seen. But like you were saying, you know, they've done a cabinet shuffle already. They've um, taken, you know, made use of their summer break to to review the polls and, and to sit down and brainstorm together. So, um, you know, the, the tools that remain in their toolbox, um, I would say, are getting are getting slim. Um, and it would be important for them to really give some serious thought to what tools they have left to try and turn things around um, and really, like I said, communicate to Canadians yeah. that they are doing good work, that they are hearing what their concerns are. And I think that will help them turn things around uh, slowly, but surely. Big job. Yeah. Sophie, we're out of time, but thank you so much. I really do appreciate you being here again.